Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the very first edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. My name is Connor Halley. Got Brandon Douglas alongside with me, and we will take you through until noon, talking all things fantasy sports. Brandon, one show down. You've got an hour to go. Uh, how was the first morning for you here on Sports 1440? Apart from being very full of coffee and water um, <laughs> for a good stretch of it, managed to get out and, and take care of that. Yeah. Um, it, it went really well. Uh, obviously, a few hiccups, but I mean, I think we were all a little bit expecting that. It, it's tough to come out of the gate guns a-blazing um, with as high expectations as we had without, you know, a, an odd misstep here or there. But I think we got a lot of the, the things already uh, ironed out already yeah. a lot of the wrinkles ironed out already we did I, I came in a little bit early to just kind of watch you see how things went uh we figured out the phone so now that we have that <laughs> figured out i think it's going to be smooth sailing and uh before we get into the show and what it's all about uh, a few people just want to give a quick thank you to for making this all happen now uh, we know it happened in mid-june uh we we had a void in this city we needed some good am sports radio and we're so happy to be back so uh quickly big thank you to everyone here at stingray the studio here at west edmonton mall we're so happy to be here uh Jackie, Troy, Engineering. There's so many more people we could give shout-outs to, but uh, that would take a little while. So we'll get to the next one. Uh, just a game. Jason Greger. Couldn't do this without Greger. He'll be on at 2 o'clock here with the Jason Greger show. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'll be producing that, as well as the Nation Network. Jay, Yaram, Chuck, Beg Milk, Kennedy for the graphics. Uh, they did a lot of good things for us. So we want to give a big thank you to Stingray, Just a Game, and the Nation Network. Uh, here on Fantasy Frenzy, I mean, the name kind of tells you what we're going to be doing. We'll talk a lot of fantasy sports. Sports. Uh, it's bigger than it's ever been. I don't think I know any sports fan who isn't into the whole fantasy game. And there's so many varieties. Uh, fantasy football, obviously the big one, but there's best ball. Uh, there's there's varieties when it comes to PPR, half PPR, no PPR. That's the leagues I'm in. I want to get into a PPR league one day. And one thing that we're going to do on this show, you know, try to make it as interactive as possible. We want to hear from you, the listener. We want to get your questions. We want to try to help you out the best we can. And the best way to do that would be through our text line, one 401 1440 Punch that into your phone right now. It'll be a lot simpler. We want to get your questions. You know, who do I start this week? And to go along with that, we're going to have our fantasy wizard of the day. I don't know if that's actually what we're going to go with, but it, it just rolls off the tongue. Uh, today on the show, we will be joined by Justin Boone. He's the lead fantasy analyst with The Score. So if you have any questions for Justin about what you need to do in week one, you can let us know with the text line one 401 1440. We're also on Twitter. The show has its very own Twitter account at Fantasy Frenzy AM. Also at Sports 1440, at Connor Halley, and at B underscore A underscore D underscore 1727. We're going to get to the the origin story of that Twitter account at one point, uh, but we won't do it right now. Uh, our title sponsor for Fantasy Frenzy, the good folks down at Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhockbeefjerky.com. I walked past the location today, scoped out what I might want to buy later on here, and uh, Trent the owner, big Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, Brandon, confession here, I've done two drafts so far. I've gotten A grades. I didn't take one Dallas Cowboy. I don't know if Trent will be happy with me, but stayed away from the Cowboys in fantasy. Dak Prescott has just been the whipping boy of uh, media fans alike over the past calendar year. We know how the Cowboys season ended last year. It was not pretty. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott not cut out to be a center in the NFL, apparently, especially (laughs) with no other linemen beside him. Um, But it might be a little bit unfair. I think, you know, uh, uh, the departure of Zeke gives Pollard the the bell cow role uninhibited and Brandon Cooks helped shore up that receiving core. 
I'm not going to write off the Cowboys, and and I think uh, our friend Trent over at Wilhawk, he, he might have a few things to be optimistic about over in that AFC or NFC East division. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles will be tough. The Commanders and Giants probably on the upswing. C.D. Lamb, good fantasy player. If you're going to go that way, I think C.D. Lamb would be a good pick. The defense is pretty solid. So, hey, we'll, we'll talk about the Cowboys. We'll talk about everyone else as well. Of course, we'll talk NHL. We've already got some really cool guests lined up to come on and talk NHL fantasy as the show goes on. We'll do some some daily fantasy sports, guys that we like. We'll try to update you on injuries as they may relate to your team, especially when it's Monday, Thursday, when there's those guys who you're not too sure if you should bench or who you should start. We'll try to keep you as updated as possible on all of those things. One thing I really want to mention, because like I said, we want to make this interactive. We want to have a good back and forth with our listeners and we want to be, you know, creating our own thing. So we've got some plans going forward with the hockey season, maybe a pool or something going for all the sports 1440 listeners and the fantasy frenzy maniacs. But one thing we're going to do to start off with an NFL survivor pool. And if you follow me on Twitter or Brandon, you've seen us talk about it a little bit. I think we're at about a hundred entries right now. And the survivor pool is a lot of fun. All you have to do each week is make one pick, but the Caveat being, you can't pick the same team twice, Brandon. So, you know, say you wanted to take the Chiefs week one to beat the Lions. That means you cannot pick the Chiefs for the remainder of the season. So you have to be kind of smart with it. I heard you and Kevin Carey is talking about this pool and, you know, how the Commanders would be a good pick because they play the Cardinals. And a Commander is probably not a team you're going to look to take too often. Some questions at quarterback, building a good team, but probably a team you're not going to, you know, select week after week. So that would be a good pick. Is that where you're leaning? I, I think right now the only reason I might steer away from that is because, like I mentioned with Kevin, uh, from what I've seen, that seems to be a very heavy favorite pick in, in pools like ours because in ours, you, once the week locks, you can see everyone else's picks in the pool. And, I mean, we're up to hundreds of people in it already at this point, hopefully yeah. tack on a bunch more in the next few days before the season gets going. But it's – if if you latch on with the the crowd favorite and like I said to Kevin, there's an upset. Well, what do you have to hold in your hand? So I might take a, a closer look at the board and see if uh, what I like uh, some injury report, final injury reports for week one in the NFL come out uh, later this week. But uh, the commanders are certainly an enticing pick and, and one I'll be hard pressed to steer away from. You know, I actually, I made my pick and we actually created an account for the show. So we might take some risks with that one, you know, just boosting our odds to try to win. I should say, we're going to throw together a package for the winner. We'll find something to make it worth your while and the effort you're going to be putting in. But uh, I went with the Seahawks, and that might change, but they get the Rams week one. And I think the LA Rams are, I mean, they still have some really nice pieces, but that's a young team. That's a rebuilding team. And I, I like those Seattle Seahawks, even though their fans at times drive me a little bit crazy. I like that pick going forward for the uh, the old fantasy. Uh, lots of texts coming in here. one 401 one four four zero. I recommend you you get it down once and then you save it. Uh, we have that across all our social media platforms as well. So if you want to go copy and paste that into your phone and save it, that might be the best way to do so. Uh, as a Cooper Cup owner, what do I do? Do I suffer and hold on to him? I mean, I also drafted Cooper Cup, so I am going to suffer. I mean, I think Van Jefferson could be a guy you might be able to get off the waiver wire who could be a fill-in just in case. Uh, He and Matthew Stafford do have a little bit of a repertoire, so that might work out well. But that's what we want on this show. We want you to text in your questions, and we can get back to them. Uh, For those who are tuning in on the radio and you're thinking, I'm going into the house soon and I want to keep listening, there's a... A lot of different ways you can tune in. Of course, iHeartRadio. You can go to Radio Player Canada. We've also got the website, 
sports1440.ca. Uh, you'll be able to stream the Gregor Show across YouTube as well. So lots of different ways. Brandon, did I miss anything there? I, th- I think I got them all. I think you hit everyone, Connor. Every single possible way that you can listen to this show and, and every other show across Sports 1440. No short, no excuse not to be listening. No, it's everywhere. You're covered no matter what you do, and uh, we truly do appreciate that. Uh, another thing we do want to do on the show, like I said, it's going to be, and I'm being in Edmonton, I'm going to say 97% fantasy sports. That seems like a good number to settle on. But we're also going to talk about the local teams in town and, and give them a little bit of love. Uh, we'll talk about the big stories if they break during our show, of course. We'll, we'll talk about those sorts of things. Uh, but throughout the week here, we're actually going to be hooking up a couple of lucky listeners to tickets to the Edmonton Huskies game this weekend when they take on the Wildcats. Uh, we'll make it very simple. We'll do that in the third and final segment. It's not going to be too complicated. It'll be via the text line and a big shout out to the Huskies for hooking up with some tickets that we're going to give away throughout the week here on the show. Uh, my question for you guys today, as we get into this whole fantasy sports thing, a lot of things have come out of it. I mean, the punishments for the loser in fantasy leagues have been hilarious. We've seen the Waffle House. We've seen, you know, people having to go perform stand-up comedy or go sit on the street with a sign that says, I suck at fantasy football. That's all good. But a question for everyone today, how do you determine your draft order? Are you a league that just draws out of the hat? Are you a league that bases off the standings of last year? Brandon, uh, me and my fantasy friends went out golfing and... Because we're a variety of different skill levels, we decided we'll say only count the par threes. And that ended up being having a bunch of us tied where we had to go into a putt off, determined the order. I ended up picking fifth. I'm not a very good golfer, as you can tell. And that's only an eight-team league, so my roster is going to be stacked anyways, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But let us know in the text line, one 401 1440 How do you determine your draft order in your fantasy football league? Brandon, you have a great story. Yeah, this is a, a league I wasn't a part of, but was adjacent to. And, you know, <laughs> as as so many people are, if you're not in the league, you get questions bounced off you by your friends that are in it because then they're not nervous about tipping their hand or getting bad advice. Uh, some friends that I went to the University of Alberta with, this was a league that they, they to this day, still base their their entire calendars around draft and Super Bowl, uh, where they get hand out the championship trophy. But this group of friends, uh, the one year they lived in a just dumpster of a house, seven guys <laughs> in one house, uh, just off the U of A campus, and they bought a little collection of baby chickens, which then they each, you know, uh, selected one, gave it a little mark, just a little sticky note on its back to to differentiate them with some colors, and then raced them. It didn't quite go as exciting as people might have thought it was going to because baby chickens, you can't goad them. You can't like try and lead them anywhere, like say some other pets with maybe some treats or something. So it it took the entire night. There was a party, all this (laughs) stuff, but the one little area fenced off just for the baby chickens. And then the, the, uh, the t- uh, cap on all of it was the fact that what do you do with these baby chickens after? Well, the one guy um, made his girlfriend take them back to her family farm where they then raised them up as, as chickens because it's really easy to buy baby chickens, not quite as easy to, to get rid of them again. Good to have that plan, right? Good to know farmers who are able to take that on. Uh, it's Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie and Douglas with you here, powered by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, lots coming in here on the text line, one 401 1440 I like this one from Bruce. Is it insanity for me to even consider starting Sam Howell over Joe Burrow this week? Joe struggles versus the Browns, and Arizona should be a good matchup for Howell. When it comes to Howell, I mean, there's questions, right? But he got Scary Terry. 
You have Jahan Dotson. Like there, there's some Curtis Samuel. Like there are some nice pieces there with that Commanders offense. I have Joe Burrow in one of my leagues, and I'm going to start him because I think when you have Burrow, Mixon, Higgins, Jamar Chase, Boyd, I mean, those are options you want to utilize and stick with it. So I'm going to go with Burrow. I'm not even considering not starting him throughout the entirety of this season. But I I don't know, Brandon, what do you think? Would, would you go with the commander's young quarterback? There was another uh, text in, and I, and I apologize for not catching the name. There's so many coming in. They disappear just as quick as they're popping up to the top of the <laughs> queue here. But there was somebody that asked about when you're drafting, and this is a, related to your question, Connor, about do you play it safe uh, or do you take some risks? Yeah. And and this question obviously falls in that category. I'm quite high on the Browns this year. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson's personal issues aside and, and condemning him as the individual, the Browns have, have the offensive talent to be a team where you can lean on guys in the fantasy realm. Joe Burrow, his knee looks to be 100%. Uh, there was no... the, the question of him starting week one was, was quickly dismissed here in recent um, last couple uh, days or week. It is a risk. Would I do it personally to start Sam Howell over Joe Burrow? No. But <laughs> when when you take a risk like that and it pays off, much like, say, jumping for somebody in a draft where if you have your eye on a sleeper, don't keep thinking they're going to keep falling to you. Other guys have their eyes on them too. When those risks pay off, there's no better feeling in the group chat come Tuesday morning and, and goading that uh, over over the person you beat or your other members of your league saying, I can't believe I won this week starting Sam Howell of all yeah. quarterbacks. I mean, when you get a waiver wire and it hits, I had Jahan Dotson last year win me a game. I think it was first round of the playoffs. He had a touchdown. It was a primetime game, and that felt so good. So if, if you start Howell, he goes out and throws three touchdowns for 300 yards. I mean, you're laughing. You got bragging rights. That's, that's just what makes fantasy football fun, especially when it's a group of your buddies. You can have that trash talk going back and forth. Uh, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, as I mentioned, powered by the fine folks down at Will Hog Beef, Jerky Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get to our fantasy wizard, Justin Booney. He covers fantasy sports for the score. We want your questions for him. I see a few rolling in. one 401 1440 We'll get that next here on Fantasy frenzy on sports 1440 we are back here on fantasy frenzy on sports 1440 presented by will hawk beef jerky connor halley brandon douglas with you if you want to chime in one 401 1440 lots of texts coming in here and we do appreciate it uh, if you do want to get in on our survivor pool let us know via the text line i can forward you the link immediately you sign up you pick your team it's very simple and you have a chance to win some prizes we don't know what yet, but we're going to put our, our heads together. We're going to figure out some good prizes. I mean, we're here in West Edmonton Mall at the Stingray Studio. we got to find something, right, Brandon? There's got to be something out there that we can pick up. No shortage of options. We're looking <laughs> out the window at the, the Lego sign, That's and we're just at one end of the mall. I mean, yeah. you, you hung out here a lot as a youth, Connor. I wasn't quite as much on the mall scene because um, there wasn't one in Delburn, believe it or not, but you, you know this place probably inside and out. We can track something down. You know, I was quite astonished to learn that where we are right now used to be the Palladium. And you don't know what that is. Neither did Declan, but it was like an arcade. And it was so cool. Especially, I grew up in La Pearl. I'd walk over. La Pearl's right beside the mall. And it, we'd walk over and just hang out and 
the mall rats. <laughs> uh, lots of decks coming in. Keep those coming, though. We do appreciate it. Right now, we are going to get to our fantasy wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win an awesome game day prize, a variety of them, and qualify for a chance to win a trip or two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. That would be a lot of fun. We bring in Justin Boone, lead fantasy analyst with the score. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Justin Boone. Justin, good, uh, good afternoon, I suppose. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me. I, I love the ball talk. I'm uh, from Niagara Falls originally, so I grew up just surrounded by outlet malls. Haven't had a chance to make it out to the West Edmonton Mall yet, but I'm going to have to at some point. I tell you, when you make it out here, we'll uh, we'll take you down to Bourbon Street, maybe first round. Uh, maybe take you out to the Canadian Brew House. We got a lot of those in this city, so lots to do here. When you're out here, let us know. We'll get you in studio and take care of you. Uh, my first question for you: Being a fantasy football analyst. How many leagues are you in, and do you think there is too many? Uh, it's always too many. Uh, I would say probably six or seven years ago, I tried to. I made like a conscious effort to get it down to like a manageable number, and I think then it was like six or seven that year, and that lasted for one season, and then immediately it shot back up. So uh, last year was eighteen managed leagues. Uh, this year it's seventeen. I dropped one of them. Um, so Tuesday nights doing all the, the waiver wires and everything, that becomes quite the, uh, the task. Uh, and then on top of that, I mean, I'm just in a ton of best ball leagues and charity leagues and stuff like that. But I have a very clear order. I know in my head which one is most important to me all the way down. And we had a situation last year where I forget which injury it was, but I immediately ran to my teams and I started picking up a player in each league all the way down. And it was that very last league that I didn't get him in. That was the only one someone beat me to. So it, you have to do that if you're in multiple leagues, I think. It's had no you know, have that order of importance, that pecking order for you, so you know where to go first when something happens. And Justin, we have a lot of texts coming in here, lots of people asking questions. One that stood out to me, because I'll be totally honest with you, it does relate to me a little bit, but someone says, my draft tonight, what should the approach be regarding Colts running back Jonathan Taylor with the four games? You know, could it go longer? What, what are your thoughts on drafting Jonathan Taylor, and where is a good round to take him? So I don't think you should ever draft scared. Um, that being said, you still got to be smart about it. And once you get to the fifth round or so, the players that are going in that range, a lot of them have red flags. A lot of them have have issues, especially when you're talking about the running backs. And then you look at a guy like Taylor and the ceiling he does bring that, yeah, you're not going to have him for four games. But if he does get traded or if he does go back to the Colts, which I feel like right now that's probably not going to happen. It seems like there might be uh, too much bad blood there that it'll have to be a trade. But if he does end up somewhere else like a Miami, all of a sudden you have a top five back potentially on your hands. And you can look at a guy like Alvin Kamara, who's kind of in a similar situation. He's suspended for the first three games. Maybe doesn't have the exact same ceiling because he's got a little more competition in that backfield with the Saints. But both those guys, I think, are great picks when you're talking about the fifth, sixth round or so. And I've seen Taylor fall even further than that. Some people are getting him in the eighth or ninth round so definitely don't be scared you got to know the risk that you're taking when you're grabbing him you might get nothing this might be a Le'Veon Bell situation where all of a sudden you're not getting anything but if you lose out on a fifth or sixth round pick it's not the same as if you lose out on a first or second round pick you can definitely recover from it and like I said the upside that Taylor does give you he could carry it to a title if he does come back joined by justin boone here on fantasy frenzy he covers the fantasy football world with the score i uh, just had a text here from lance well, i'm going to just throw a scenario at you if, if i were to say half point ppr who would your top five running backs be 
in half point PPR right now. If we're talking about my top five running backs, so oh, yeah. we're going still with with Christian McCaffrey um, at the top. I mean, even if he doesn't get as much work as he was getting with the Panthers, and that's sort of been the the report, what he offers you in that offense, the efficiency, the touchdown scoring. He still has to be number one. Then we're looking at Austin Eckler, another guy who just can put up a monster touchdown total. Love that Chargers offense this year. And then I'm going to Bijan Robinson, the rookie. I think what we've seen from him so far, it wasn't much, but a prospect like that coming in onto a team like the Falcons that has a good offensive line that showed last year that they could take a guy like Tyler Algier and make him a 1,000-yard back. Can't wait to see what Bijan could do in that offense. I think he's going to be fantastic as a rookie. And guys that get drafted that high in the NFL draft, running backs, they tend to produce right away. So I like Bijan a lot this year. Nick Chubb would be fourth. Uh, Chubb now finally getting an opportunity with Kareem Hunt out of the way. He's going to have a great season, and he'll get a little more uh, receiving work this year to boost up his fantasy totals. And then Tony Pollard, who in my mind has been the best second-round pick in drafts, he still somehow goes in the second round. This is a guy that finished with the eighth most fantasy points per game among running backs last year, and that was while he was sharing time with Ezekiel Elliott. Now Zeke's gone, Pollard all the way. We could see Pollard kind of do what Austin Eckler did when Austin Eckler shared a backfield with Melvin Gordon, and then once Melvin Gordon left, all of a sudden Austin Eckler became a top-three fantasy back I think we could be talking about Tony Pollard the same way at the end of this year. Justin Boone, lead fantasy analyst from The Score, joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Uh, Justin, you mentioned B. John Robinson, a, a tremendous career at Texas. He's coming in, you mentioned him, right in your top five already as a rookie. There is a whole slew of, of talented rookies on the offensive side of the ball across the NFL. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, another really high-drafted running back to go along with all the quarterbacks. Between them and Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out in Minnesota, um, leaning more towards like full scope on the season, is B. John Robinson virtually already a lock to win Offensive Rookie of the Year and should be treated as such in fantasy drafts? Or do you see one of these other guys maybe making a play for it and, and should be on people's radars? I feel like Bijan probably has the, the absolute best chance just stepping in and immediately becoming a, a star and becoming a, a household name if he isn't already, right? Everyone's so excited. I see him go even earlier than ADP in almost every, every draft that I've been in so far this summer. So I think people are really excited about him. You could look to the quarterbacks, which normally you would think they would have an excellent shot, but I don't really know that it's lining up great for any of them. There's a chance that Anthony Richardson could just be that good, that he could kind of lift the whole offense for the Colts and help that team do better this season. But I think it's going to be a little while, at least maybe another season, before we see Richardson and Bryce Young and even C.J. Stroud kind of improve their teams enough to be in a conversation like that for any sort of award. So, yeah, in my mind, it's Bijan all the way, and I'd be shocked at this point if he doesn't come away with it. Jameer Gibbs in Detroit. The Lions were great on the offensive side of the ball last year, couldn't stop anybody on defense. Uh, they became some fantasy darlings. Jamal Williams led the league in touchdowns. Uh, Amonre St. Brown is just a monster on the receiving side. But they've completely changed the look of their backfield. Out the door is the aforementioned Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift now with Philly. With now Montgomery and Gibbs back there, are you looking at a pretty cautious approach at playing either of them in the first few weeks until they decide who's going to be the lead back there uh, off the hop? No, I don't really think you have to pick between the two. I think they're both going to be pretty good fantasy plays. 
maybe not RB1s for fantasy because they are going to be sharing, but we've seen plenty of occasions before. I mean, I think back to the Saints when Alvin Kamara came into the league and you were seeing Kamara and Mark Ingram finish as great fantasy plays. We're going to see something similar with the Lions this year where last season no one's going to replicate what Jamal Williams did. Nobody's going to score 17 touchdowns or whatever it was. But David Montgomery could come in and easily put up double-digit touchdowns in this offense. And Gibbs has such an outstanding pass-catching profile that that really boosts his fantasy value. So I think there's a very good shot that both of these guys are going to finish as top 20, top 24 fantasy backs, with Gibbs being more valuable because the receiving work, because, like I mentioned before with Bijan, that these running backs that get drafted that high in the NFL draft have such a great history of stepping into the league and putting up good numbers and being potentially RB1s for fantasy right away when you look back to Saquon Barkley and so many others, the last you know 10 or so running backs that have come in with that kind of draft capital have produced immediately. So I think there's a good chance that Gibbs and Montgomery are going to come through for fantasy managers. Obviously, you have to pay up a little bit to get Gibbs. He's going in the third round sometimes, and PPR leagues even sneaks up into the late second. Uh, Montgomery, much, much cheaper and still, in my mind, going to be a, a solid RB2 for fantasy. So I like them both. I don't think you have to really you know, steer clear early in the season until we know more. I think you're going to want to get them in your lineup right away. Uh, one coming in from the text line for us. Uh, reach out to us, one 401 Get your questions in for Justin here on Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Uh, Justin, who is the number one wide receiver for the Ravens? Uh, this individual of Texas says, took flowers before OBJ or Rashad Bateman. I think that was the right move based on what we saw over the summer, based on everything we're hearing, even most recently, Odell Beckham talking up Zay Flowers, saying that he could potentially be a top five receiver in the league eventually. Um, I love this offense. I love the changes that they've made, bringing in a legit receiving core finally for Lamar Jackson, bringing in Todd Munkin, and everybody wants to point to the fact that the new OC is going to sort of balance the offense a little bit, right? They're never going to completely go away from the run. It's never going to be 50-50, but at least bring some more passing. I think the more important thing that Monken's going to bring to this offense is pace. They were such a slow team under Greg Roman. Now Todd Monken coming in, you look back to what he did when he was the offensive coordinator with the Buccaneers, they were top 12 in pace of play. Now we're going to have a Ravens team that all of a sudden could be up near the top of the league. Ton of opportunity for everyone. I like all three receivers where they're going in fantasy drafts right now, but Zay Flowers with that first-round pedigree, And with what we saw in the preseason, which it wasn't much, but he showed at least there was a a few catches there, including that one touchdown, showed the the yards after catch ability, showed his elusiveness and the speed out there. And I really think that everything we've heard in the summer has been positive. That drumbeat has continued. Zay Flowers is going to be the guy. And then we'll see how long Odo Beckham can stay healthy. I think Beckham and Bateman are going to have some great games. But Zay Flowers is going to be the most consistent fantasy producer of that trio. It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas, Justin Boone of The Score joining us here talking all things fantasy football. If you want to send in some questions for Justin, one 401 No name on this one, Justin, but the question here. Drafting first overall tonight in a super flex league, do I take Mahomes because he's Mahomes or do I take Justin Jefferson and live with getting a second-tier quarterback? No, you definitely take the, the quarterback. The advantage that you're getting now from those elite guys, and I think the elite, there's a, a trio of elite guys and Mahomes and 
Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, and it kind of just depends on your scoring system for which one you're going to take there. If it's six-point passing touchdowns, then somebody like Mahomes gets a little bit of a bump, even though all three of those guys are going to be fantastic this season. And then going back to the last question, I think Lamar Jackson is going to sneak his way into that conversation with those three and we're going to have sort of four elite producers this year. But you definitely want to go quarterback. You will regret it if you don't. You lock in Mahomes, and then it gives you the ability to sort of find value at quarterback along the way for your second QB, and you can take advantage of any values that are falling at running back and receiver. And you know, Then you look for, hopefully you can get one of the top you know, eight. You're probably not going to get them in a super flex league on the way back in the second round. And after that, there's a lot of QBs that you could slide into your QB two spot. I like Anthony Richardson and the upside he brings. We mentioned him earlier, Daniel Jones and his rushing profile, along with the better weapons he has this year, Geno Smith, who was a QB one in fantasy last season. And they went out and got him better weapons. They had a first round receiver to the mix. He's going to be good this year. So there are a lot of options that you could look to even later in the drafts, a guy like, Sam Howell, who is sort of like a discount version of some of these other guys we're mentioning where he has a great supporting cast around him. He's finally getting to start. And in the times that we've seen him out there, he likes to use his legs. That boosts his fantasy value. And that goes back to even his time in college when he ran quite a bit. So we know how important it is for fantasy backs these days to have that rushing upside. If they don't have it, then they need the monster touchdown total. And sometimes guys can hit it. You know, Matthew Stafford, you know, for example, a few years ago, sometimes these guys can put up a 40 touchdown season and work their way into the top five or top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. But it is much easier for an average quarterback to add that rushing ability and to find their way into the top 10 or top 12 fantasy QBs. So I would go with Mahomes for sure off the top or whichever one of the three elite quarterbacks that you like. And then you come back and you try to find value at QB along the way to fill that QB2 spot. Justin, maybe a bit of a niche one here, but uh, I've been watching along with the San Francisco 49ers and Nick Bosa, the contract negotiations. Uh, How much does his absence hurt the 49ers defense as a whole? Because, I mean, the defense might not win you a ton of games, but every once in a while, an individual defense can come up big. Yeah, there's still a, a lot of talent on that defense, but not having Bosa certainly shifts the the field a little bit for them, right? Um, It definitely is going to bump them down. I've been working on my week one rankings right now, and the 49ers who would normally with Bosa out there be in, you know, my top three or maybe at worst my top five, they're going to be outside of that. Now they still probably will be inside the top 10, but with, if Bosa's not in there, it is a massive, massive issue. Now this goes back to, you know, if you're looking at, at fantasy defenses, I always tell people, don't overpay for one. Don't take them too early in your drafts. Just always wait until the very end, the last couple rounds. That's when you take your defense. That's when you take your kicker. Or maybe even, and I do this quite a bit, I don't take a defense and a kicker in my drafts. I grab a couple extra you know, backup running backs and hope that we can get some more information before the season starts and then make a decision on who I need to drop or whether maybe I can make a two-for-one trade to open up a roster spot and then just go stream defenses and kickers. Because normally, unless you have Justin Tucker on the Ravens or unless you hit on a season where there is a defense that absolutely explodes, you're probably just going to be better off streaming week to week anyway. Then you don't have to carry two defenses or two kickers through the buys or anything like that. So 
that's always my recommendation. So don't worry too much about Bosa not being out there for the 49ers. Uh, in terms of fantasy, I would just grab, you know, the, the top-ranked defense in the weekly rankings and then do the exact same thing the next week. Well, Justin, I'm glad that you uh, just ripped apart my entire draft strategy that I did this past week in the Superflex. Yes, I left a defense till the very end, but I did not draft a quarterback until the 12th round, I think it was, opting for well, Justin. Uh, Jefferson, third overall is where I went, and then the quarterbacks I ended up with were Kenny Pickett and C.J. Stroud, with Will Levis as a last-round pick flyer, if he can maybe uh, work his way into the starting job in Tennessee. Yeah, you're, you're going to have some trouble, I think, this <laughs> season with that. That's going to be a tough quarterback room to get through the year with. Uh, Justin, my, my last question for you, we threw it out there. We were asking, uh, you know, obviously with fantasy football comes a lot of fun. It's usually for the most part, a group of buddies doing this together. Uh, anything you do fun to determine the draft order. We've heard of chicken races, uh, golfing, things like that. Uh, a good friend of our show, Aaron messaged me. He said he and his buddies do a combine. Anything you and the boys do? I have a friend who's an engineer who actually really enjoys this aspect of the fantasy calendar in one of my leagues. Uh, it started three or four years ago, um, and he decided to do uh, a duck race. So uh, based on the odds that you had, so last place team gets the, the most of the, most ducks of their color, and the, the first place team, the champion, obviously only gets a few in their color. Um, and then he built like a whole pond, little river in his backyard and unleashed all of, I don't know how many there were, there were so many, unleashed all these ducks, and who, however they finished across the line was the draft order. A year later, he built sort of a giant Plinko setup and uh, did a similar thing with the amount of marbles that each person had and dropped them down, and away we went, and everybody was watching on video. A couple of us were actually there live watching. Um, that was really fun. And then this past year, we did like an official lottery. Like we got a, a giant, like sort of like the NBA draft used to do anyway, where you have that giant lottery spinner. And we threw in a, a bunch of ping pong balls there, each, you know, associated to to the odds and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, spun it up. Now, the thing with that that we didn't take into account was while the Plinko race went fast, while the duck race went fast, when you're actually doing a lottery based on, you know, the number of balls associated with each person, you get that first pick and it's exciting. And then after that, it's the same person's ball that gets pulled because they have so many available in there. So it took us quite a while to get through it, but uh, it was still a good time. Everybody enjoyed it. Well, that is absolutely awesome. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for doing this today. We really appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, always appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. There you go. That is Justin Boone, lean fantasy analyst with the score. Give him a follow on Twitter at Justin Boone with an E at the end. Uh, great stuff there. We're going to keep the guests coming on here. Uh, throughout the sh- entirety of the show just because uh you know as much as brandon and i might tell you we know what we're talking about we're not the experts so we'll bring in those who can really really drop the knowledge that was our fantasy wizard brought to you by the canadian brew house sending you to the super bowl uh some fun news actually regarding the canadian brew house uh brandon and i will actually be down at locations uh doing a little bit of hosting Later on, uh, Brandon will handle the Thursday night games. I'll handle the Monday nighter, and we'll let you know which location we'll be at throughout the season. You can come down. Maybe you want to have a couple pops. Uh, if you're me, the double chocolate cake is out of this world from the Canadian Fruit House, and I will tell everyone that as soon as I meet them. It is one of the best cakes I've ever had. So, yeah, we'll be out of the CBH uh, throughout the NFL season. Looking forward to that. And, uh, again, big thank you to Justin Boone for hopping on. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll do a little bit of a ticket giveaway for the Edmonton Huskies as they're in action this weekend, taking on the Wildcats. We'll do a little bit 
bit of an injury report. We'll read some of your texts. A lot of great stuff coming in here. A lot of questions. Keep those coming. one 833 401 It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. We are back here. It is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, along with you. If you want to text in 1-833-401-1440. Of course, Fantasy Frenzy powered by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. I walked past it today, actually. Took a look. They weren't yet open. I was here early. Not too many stores in the mall were open, but uh, it was looking good. I was sizing up my order, so I'll be back. If you're listening, I'll be back. Uh, Brandon, lots of texts coming in here. one 401 AHS Boosh says, thank you for returning. I was lost without you guys. Actually had to listen to music at work. Painful. Told the clerk here at the U of A hospital, if I won the lottery, I was buying a station for you guys. A very welcome back. Well, thank you. We're happy to be back. Uh, I... I feel like I was like that Michael Scott meme just sitting at the park waiting to feed the ducks. Like there was just, it was a nice time off, but it got a little bit boring towards the end. So uh, happy to be back. Uh, if you are listening in your car and you are about to go into to your house, or your place of work, uh, you can stream on iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada, sports1440.ca. And the podcast will be up on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. And then when we get to the Gregor Show at 2 o'clock, we're actually going to be streaming on YouTube. So you can subscribe at the Oilers Nation YouTube channel and watch this show. That was a popular request. But, you know, people are like, I love hearing you guys, but I want to see you. So... Your wish is our command. We're going to make it happen. Uh, Brandon, one of the things we do want to do here right now, we want to give away a pair of tickets to check out the Edmonton Huskies taking on the Wildcats, a rematch. The Huskies were victorious the last time these two teams met. Uh, Sunday afternoon, if you want to go check out that game, uh, send it the text line. We'll make it simple. What do you think? What should the code word be today? We've been talking about it all day. How about football? All right. All you have to say, football to one 1440 and we will hook you up with a pair of tickets. Uh, watching a lot of these texts come in here, a lot of people asking questions. <laughs> Scalding Gord. So my buddy went heavy on the Chargers. Do we start laughing now or wait until week six? Missed you, Connor. Well, Gord missed you as well. You know what? I, I didn't take any Chargers. I think I have Austin Eckler, so I should say I didn't take any. But usually I'm pretty heavy on the Chargers. I like to sprinkle in a little, you know, Mike Williams or Gerald Everett late in the draft at tight end. But, you know, Kellen, Kellen Moore joining the Chargers as the offensive coordinator. I think Justin Herbert's going to put up big numbers. So offensively, I think they might be okay. So if you have the Chargers, you might be in good position. Another popular text here. How do we get into the survivor pool? A lot of people joining us. As I bring it up, we've got a lot of people already there. So if you want to, you can check out our Twitter at Fantasy Frenzy AM. Uh, we've got it pinned to the top there. The link is right there. Also, if you want, you can send us a text one 401 and we will send you the link. It is very simple. It's a quick sign up. And like we said, if you haven't played survivor pools before, it's very simple. You just pick a winner. If your team wins, you're staying alive. You survived. You have to pick another team to win in week two, but you cannot pick the same team twice. So choose wisely. Uh, send us a text and we can pass that link right along to you. And if anyone is tuning into the station for the first time, uh, just a quick reminder of what's going on here. We've got a loaded daily lineup. Of course, Kevin Carius with Brandon Douglas at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. They'll run to 11. Then Fantasy Frenzy will take over from 11 till noon. The man, the myth, the legend, I, th- I think he's been called a few other things in his time, but Alan Mitchell, a.k.a. Low Tide, he'll be in here in a few minutes uh, to run down his busy, busy summer, talk a little bit of the Oilers. He's got 
Declan Kruger producing his show. And then at two o'clock, like I mentioned, a Jason Greger will be back with the Jason Greger show and a bunch of different co-hosts in this one. I, I think I can reveal who's coming up on the show today. We will have Jason Strudwick in studio. I think he's going to be very popular in this building. Uh, we'll talk to Leo Routens of NBA TV Canada. He, of course, covered the NBA for a long time, competed at the international level, and Canada is going to the Olympics in a couple of years. Just one year in Paris next summer. And that's really cool. Uh, very cool to see Canada having success at the international level. The NBA stars starting to show up. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun next summer. Uh, we'll continue the fantasy talk with Ben Gretsch. Uh, we'll also talk to former Oiler. Someone's going to be a co-host on the station, Sean Brown. Now, Mark Spector will be by at 5 o'clock. And then a very special guest at 5.20, Jordan Eberle, will actually be on the show. So we'll catch up with Ebbs, of course. He's having success out in Seattle. The Kraken went on a great run this past spring. And I will talk to Jordan Eberle and see what's going on there. That's coming up at 2 o'clock here on Sports 1440. A lot of questions coming in here. Avery says, how funny will it be when people pick the Bears in Survivor Pools and the Packers just run them over? I know Avery's a big Packers fan, so yeah, we'll see. What do you think about Justin Fields as a fantasy quarterback? Well, we heard Justin talk about how valuable it is when your fantasy back is a running threat and not just a threat for QB sneaks, but to break off big runs and, and get first downs and, and accumulate rushing yards. I would not be surprised if you, if we see Justin Fields take a big step forward, similar to what we saw Jalen Hurts take uh, last season. Prior to last season, that was all the talk about Jalen Hurts was that he cannot throw the ball and and he will not be, be viable as a starting quarterback for the Eagles because of that fact that he's only a threat as a runner. Justin Fields had a tremendous career at the Ohio State. So he he's shown that he's capable of it. And playing in the NFL is really hard, even coming from Div 1 college football and a good program uh, in the Big Ten. So I, I think another year under his belt, he he's poised to take a big step forward. And, and he's been armed with some good weapons, uh, Canadian Chase Claypool, and then the biggest addition being DJ Moore as a nice, reliable security blanket for him too. So I, I like Justin Fields to have a big breakout season this year. Yeah, I loved it, what they did this offseason. I know they had a lot of money to spend and they went out and did spend that money, but getting DJ Moore from the Panthers for the first overall pick and all that they received, I thought that was an absolute steal. Darnell Mooney, when he was drafted a couple years ago, was one of my favorite players. I can say I might have been wrong about him, but I still have a little bit of hope that you know he, he might shine in year number three coming up here. Yeah, the Bears are going to be an interesting one for sure. Uh, if you want to text in, 1-833-401-1440. We got a lot of people texting in football, Brandon. I don't know if you picked a winner yet, but uh, we'll announce that. If you did want to go to that game, Huskies, Wildcats on the weekend, let us know at the text line. Just text in football, and we will pick someone. Uh, this comes in from The Rig. Hey, Connor, I think Strudge is banned from WIM due to the infamous China White incident. Yeah, I heard about that. He doesn't talk about that too much, but, you know, we got a backdoor. We'll sneak him in. I think we'll be able to find a way uh, to make that one work. Did you hear about that, Brandon? I don't know if that news made it out of West Edmonton. That that story's not one I'm familiar with. Ah, uh, well, you know, it, it, maybe he'll enlighten you and tell you about that. <laughs> Struddy, uh, known to have a couple China Whites in his time uh, previously text here no name nice to have you guys back great idea with the fantasy show yeah it, it was a good idea I, i'm not taking credit for it it was gregor i don't know brandon maybe you planted the seed but it, it wasn't us no i think in in your extensive time working with jason and in my brief time um i think it rubbed off pretty quickly how passionate we were about fantasy sports and 
like I said, uh, I mentioned this really particularly fantasy football, but but all of them is, um, as well. And and I think he's seen an avenue where there is a market for people that want to listen to it. And I think our text line today is just driving that nail home uh, tenfold. Uh, people love it, and and fantasy sports is such a su- has such a huge part in in the sports landscape right now. Why not talk about it for an hour? Hundred percent. And I mean, hey, we're, today's football heavy, no doubt about it. But we will we will go into other sports, other leagues. We've got people saying we got to do CFL, we got to do CEBL. I forgot one here. Fantasy Premier Premier League, baby. Holland is a beast. Yeah, I'd be taking Mo Salah because I'm a Liverpool homer. But uh, yeah, Fantasy Premier League, that's something we could look into for sure. We'll get the NBA. We'll do some daily fantasy sports, MLB, NHL. Uh, We've got some people locked in for the NHL Fantasy Network. They're going to be joining us probably weekly. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Mike texting in saying Wilhawks is truly the best. Yeah, we wouldn't lie to you, of course. Best beef jerky in Alberta. Uh, How about this one? This This is truly devastating. I tanked last year for Bedard in my fantasy hockey league and the commissioner changed the draft rules. That's not cool. I mean, hey, you, nobody wants to finish last, but if you're going to tank and commit to it, you should at least be rewarded with the first overall pick, right? And get Connor Bedard. In my fantasy, my dynasty fantasy football league, so we only draft rookies every year and just three picks per, per person, and then you can trade picks at your own discretion. We have a draft lottery for teams that do not make the playoffs to uh, discourage tanking because, uh, I mean, a, a guy this year like B. John Robinson up at the top yeah. of the board, it's it's a unanimous 1-1 pick. And, and so the draft lottery, A, it's another little thing that we can do once again as a group of buddies that everybody gets in on and, and who we're rooting for to win the draft lottery. And I think of the years we've done it only once or twice out of half a dozen years or so that the last place team has actually ended up with the first overall pick. So, um tanking very uh very good in real life sports fantasy <laughs> sports i'm not as much a fan uh coach mike like like we said he's asking if we'll talk fantasy hockey absolutely we we promise we do that and we want to set up a pool so we can have unlimited people join and maybe we'll do prizes i don't know we'll we'll try to figure something out there uh this text comes in from sculling gourd which tight ends outside of kelsey do you have high it's my least favorite position to guess at uh kelsey obviously is going to be t1 because he's probably wide receiver one for the kansas city chiefs and they've got patrick mahomes so he's going to be high up there um for me, I think Waller out in New York with the Giants is going to benefit from playing with Daniel Jones. He's got to stay healthy. Kittle, I mean, the San Francisco offense can be hit and miss. Mark Andrews, he should get a little bit more open with the additions that the Ravens made. Anyone else out there you thinking of? I'd mentioned some Viking stuff to uh, our yeah. guest, Justin Boone, today. And, and TJ Hawkinson, this will be his first full year in the system. He went over there very early in the trade last year, but... Um, Always, like that's a dynamic offense with a lot of weapons and having a good uh, security blanket in your tight end position. I think Hawkinson provides that for Kirk Cousins. Maybe not on fourth down in a playoff game, a check down when you need 12 yards or whatever it was for the first down, but yeah. still I think will be very valuable for the Vikings moving forward. Big time. I took Kyle Pitts in one of my leagues, and this is the last <laughs> draw for him. Kyle, if you're listening, I need something. I need some, I need at least eight touchdowns to La- justify the pick. Last chance you for Ky- yeah. uh, Kyle Pitts in fantasy. Right? Yeah, the guy's a stud. I don't know if I love his quarterback play, but hey, we're going to find out. Uh, you know what? That show just flew by. We should do it again tomorrow, and we will. And we'll do it for a long time here on Sports 1440. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef 
Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out, wilhockbeefjerky.com. Also, shout out to the Canadian Brew House. If you want to watch Thursday, Monday, or Sunday night football, a great spot to go. You'll have a chance to win a trip to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Oh, when we return after this upcoming commercial break, Low Tide returns. He'll be back with Lowdown with Low Tide. Brandon, fun show today. Very fun. I, I Like you said, it flew right by, and I can't wait to do it uh, Monday to Friday, 11 to 12. And one more time, if you do want to hop on the Survivor Pool, get us on social media at Connor Halley at B underscore A underscore D underscore 1727 or at Fantasy Frenzy AM. That's where the link is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Low Tide's up next. Right now, we will get to a Sports 1440 Top of the Hour update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here's Brandon Douglas.